Listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a theme park podcast. I'm Tom, and joining me this week, I'm delighted to welcome Adrian Vasquez from Theme Park Express. Hello there. Hello. How's it going? Not too bad, thanks. How uh, How are you? Uh, doing really well. Doing very well. Keeping myself busy, staying home, working hard. I can't complain. Excellent, excellent. Uh, a distinct sense of, of deja vu for us both here. If you listened uh, to last week's show, you'll know that we'd we'd uh, well we spoke to Adrian uh, this time last week he, uh, about his recent visits to some of the Florida theme parks that have reopened uh, amid the coronavirus pandemic. But a few uh, technical gremlins got in the way of that podcast. Uh, seeing the light of day so uh, we've reconvened to do it again no josh with us uh, this time but um still plenty to talk about i think and uh, mm-hmm. if there's any blessing in disguise it's that things have uh, maybe developed a little bit in terms of how some of these theme parks seem to be operating since we spoke last week um i guess the change for you since last week adrian is that you are now uh, i guess in self-quarantine which you weren't last week right Yep, we have decided to self-quarantine after visiting the parks, what was it, a week and a half ago? Actually, no, it was, was it last week? Because I think this Thursday marked one week. So yeah, yesterday marked one week of our quarantine, and we're self-isolating for two weeks now, because we just felt really icky after visiting the parks, and just for our own safety and for our own family's safety and our own peace of mind, we decided to self-quarantine, and we haven't left the house to go really anywhere since. Yeah, I, I did see a, uh, a a news line from, I think we're recording on a, on Friday the 19th, and I think this was yesterday that overnight Florida had reported its its highest daily increase in in COVID cases, over 3,000. Uh, I, I still think it's probably too early to attribute uh, an increase in, in cases to the reopening of the theme parks. I think you probably need to leave it another week to start uh, drawing parallels between those two things. But... Yeah, obviously it's it's by no means gone away. The the virus is still is still in circulation in Florida. So yeah, um, w- would you say? I know you spoke last week. You were generally positive about Universal when we spoke before, and not so much about SeaWorld and Busch Gardens. Was was your impression of the parks and and how safe they seemed? Did that influence your decision to uh, to self isolate for a couple of weeks? Yeah, so it was really our experience at Busch Gardens and at SeaWorld Orlando that really influenced us to want to self-isolate. That paired with the rise in COVID cases, because at the time we were seeing an increase of over 2,000 people a day here in Florida uh, in, in COVID cases. So we just wanted to play it safe. And, you know, we didn't exactly feel the most comfortable at Busch Gardens and SeaWorld. So we felt that it was the best thing for us to do. And for our families, if that we just stay home and not really go out anywhere else, just in case for some reason we do ha- uh, have the virus, in case we did get infected for whatever reason, because all the 
all the science out there is saying that it has a two-week incubation period and two weeks is really the time frame that you need to wait it out to see if you have any symptoms. So, so far so good. We're a little over a week down and no symptoms yet, but we're still hanging in there until at least next Thursday. That's that's good to hear. And, and I think as well, since last week, Florida, or I think maybe just Orange County, you, you'll probably know this better than I would, but uh, you have to wear masks in public now, correct? Which wasn't, it was obviously recommended, but it wasn't actually mandated uh, when we spoke last week, but it is, it is now, is that right? Yes, in Orange County, it is mandated that you have to wear a mask at any, in any public place. If you go outside, you basically have to wear a mask no matter where you go. Right, cool. Uh, obviously, with the theme parks, that was meant to be the case anyway but you did mention last week that uh, there were plenty of people who weren't adhering to those rules specifically as you mentioned there as well bush gardens and sea world so i guess let, maybe let's start with with them uh they opened a, a few days after universal um partly to my surprise i suppose the two of them may be given that they don't attract as many visitors as Universal and Disney, they may be feeling the pinch a little bit more in terms of the financial hit of having had to shut for so long. And, and maybe that's why they've been so desperate to to get reopened. When you turned up to those two parks, did you get the sense that they weren't really prepared or was it more a case of they on paper had the right restrictions in place, they were just doing a bad job of actually enforcing them? Um, I honestly think it was a little bit of both. We got there and we felt like they weren't really prepared park-wise. I think they were very well prepared as far as their temperature checks and their social distancing marker placement was concerned and how how often you saw a hand sanitizing station at both parks. I think that they were prepared for that. But as far as staffing is concerned and bringing back a lot of their ambassadors from furlough, I think it was a very a very rushed job and a very poor job that they did. A lot of a lot of different food kiosks were closed, a lot of drink stands were closed, a lot of attractions, especially over at SeaWorld, were not operational when we went. And we heard reports that some of the staff were having to go from one attraction to the other to kind of stagger their openings if they did reopen that day. So it was just a hot mess all around for both parks. Yeah, so temperature checks, I think they've all got the same sort of, if you're above, what is it, 104 degrees, uh, they're going to turn you, they're going to turn you away. 100.4. Uh, yeah, uh, they obviously want you to wear masks, you get complimentary masks at the parks, right? So it's not as if anybody is going in without one, it's just a case that maybe, well, some aren't, some are choosing not to wear them, and they're not being told by the staff to put them back on, I guess, Probably for some staff, they just want to avoid any potential confrontation with anyone who wants to be unreasonable about it. But um, I guess really for the safety of others and for the reassurance of others, they 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 just need to to front up to people, I guess. But I mean, you felt unsafe enough at SeaWorld at least to leave early and without doing any of the rides, right? Yep, we had to leave early. We we completely missed an entire half of the park. We got we got into the park. We only experienced one half, and we didn't even make it out to the other half before we felt the need to leave, because there were just so many people there who were not wearing their face masks properly or at all. A lot of people just had their masks chin strapped underneath their chin or they didn't have a single mask on their person in general and it's not like they were eating anything or drinking anything that you know had 
that gave them a reason to remove their masks. They were just walking around, just complete, complete disregard for the rules set in place. And it was just a nightmare. Yeah, they're obviously like maybe overly conscious of getting a, a weird mask tan line, which I, I, I get, but I think uh, there are probably greater priorities at a time like this than worrying about a weird tan line. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. So you didn't get on any of the rides. I mean, with the thing with SeaWorld is their their ride lineup has actually in, improved a lot over the last few uh, last few years as they sort of tried mm-hmm. to rebuild their reputation after you know the Blackfish documentary and all the controversy that that came from that. Uh, and they've got to a point over the last few years where I have actually felt fairly positive about going. But I mean, for you, based on your experience there. Uh, with how they were enforcing the the coronavirus rules has have they taken a, a big hit again in your in your eyes um based off the comment section of my videos and what i've seen online i definitely think that SeaWorld is putting a dent in their reputation again as far as how safe guests feel at their parks and resorts. As far as the Blackfish documentary is concerned, I definitely feel like they turned a corner as far as the reputation goes with taking care of their animals and what they do for for their rescues and everything else as far as that's concerned. But um, definitely as far as safety, I think their reputation's hurt a little bit on that front. Yeah, and, and you weren't there for very long and then nipped over to Bush Gardens in the same day, which... Um in normal circumstances would be kind of insane to me because fish gardens is uh, a pretty exhausting day out normally but uh again you you seemed uh, based on what we spoke about before you seemed fairly unimpressed with how things were being enforced at bush gardens would were they as bad as they were at SeaWorld or or even worse um i don't I I think it was I think it was I think it was worse to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. I mean I I've historically quite liked the slightly more laid back approach to um you know that the staff have at Bush Gardens. I think sometimes you know you can get pretty exhausted of the uh the high energy smiley vibe at Disney World where everyone is acting with the same mannerisms as the the tour guide Barbie from Toy Story 2 and it can just get a bit much and yeah, Bush Gardens, the the kind of chill vibe can be can be nice, but again, at a time like this, you 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 want them to be a little more on the on the boil in terms of enforcing the rules and making sure people are are behaving themselves and acting in a safe way. Uh, especially because you know, not only do you have all the rides there, but you've got all the animal exhibits as well, where people will congregate to get a good view of the animals. Uh, I mean, was everything in the short time you were there? Was most of most of the rides and also the animal ex- exhibits open opened as normal or were they were they operating at a limited with a limited offering are we talking about bush gardens or yeah bush gardens sorry yeah bush gardens bush gardens um yeah uh most all the animal exhibits were open uh we didn't see too many people congregating around the animal exhibits i think most people were just really excited to get back on some of the roller coasters over at bush gardens uh we saw the wait times for the roller coasters 
to be really, really long. Cheetah Hunt was at a 60-minute wait, and She Girl was at, I think, a 30-minute wait. And for wow. if you were just walking around the park, you, would, you wouldn't think that the, those attractions would have those kind of a wait times, but they've been, they've been pretty long. And I think the other day we saw uh, Cheetah Hunt at a three-hour wait because Jeez. they're having to, you know, of course, stagger the rows they're boarding every other row and only boarding one party per row and then uh from what i'm hearing online is that once every hour they are sanitizing all the seats and sending the trains empty so that's taking a dent to their efficiency as well so um yeah it's it's pretty crazy yeah it's interesting because um zoos have just reopened here in the uk this week and um uh, there's a theme park here called Chessington, which, like Bush Gardens, is uh, sort of part zoo, part theme park, and they have reopened their zoo uh, exhibits, but not the you know the rides and and the more theme park attraction side of it. Um, obviously, Bush Gardens didn't do anything like that, nor SeaWorld. They both just opened everything up at the same time, uh, including the shows, which uh, would seemingly be maybe a, a hotbed for spreading viruses, given the way they tend to pack people in. Were they were they spacing people out in the in the theaters in the in the same way they were doing on the roller coasters, or were they a bit more lax when it came to the to the theaters? The idea was there, you know the the thought was there, and as far as what SeaWorld could have possibly done, I think they did a good enough job as far as SeaWorld's part, but the guests, it just was a whole different story. With with the shows over at SeaWorld, they were staggering rows. It was every other row, and the rows that you could sit in, they did have every three feet marked off in the row, so I guess you can kind of gauge yourself what's six foot is between your party and the next party that might be sitting next to you in a row but what we also noticed was that there weren't really multiple parties in the same row because no one really a lot of families were getting into a row and then sitting kind of right there at the entrance to that row and no other party was wanting to really climb over them and get that close to someone trying to climb over into the into the row and no they weren't telling everybody to you know squeeze on in because the theaters were not very full at all but once everyone sat down, it was it was masks off for just about everybody in the theater. Almost everyone had their mask off or not wearing it properly. They just basically used it as a makeshift relaxation zone in in the in the theaters, which was horrible. Yeah, that sounds that sounds grim. Um, I'm going to be interested to see how people in the UK uh, adhere to all these rules and stuff as we start to reopen things. Uh, theme parks here aren't going to be reopening until the 4th of July at the earliest cinemas as well. I'm going to be interested the first time I go back to a cinema here, uh, how many people are wearing masks in the, uh, in, in each screening and, and how spaced out people are going to be. Um, I mean, you always like to think people are going to be polite and, and conscious of others, even if they themselves <laughs> might not be scared of getting the virus, they have to realize that other people might be, but yeah, I guess people have, uh, especially over the last few years, developed a, a nasty habit of surprising you in in unpleasant ways. Maybe we should stop being surprised. But uh, yeah, I, um, I, I guess I mean from your experience, at least things were a little better at Universal, right? If we move on to to Universal, they they had had a soft opening. They also, I mean, none of these parks are, are doing reservations, correct? That you can just turn up and and they'll turn you away if they're at capacity, but but otherwise you, you don't need to book a ticket in advance. 
Bush Gardens and SeaWorld both require a reservation. Universal Studios does not. However, at Bush Gardens and SeaWorld, you are allowed to turn up without a reservation and try and get one. You just have to visit one of the ticket booths to get one. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I find that surprising, I have to say. But I mean, if, if we go purely based on your own experience first and then maybe talk a little bit about how things seem to have potentially changed and maybe what you've heard from people you know who've been uh, with Universal and Islands, um, you, you were generally pretty positive about it when we spoke last week in terms of how they were making sure people kept masks on, the kind of, uh, you, you spoke about the safety areas that they had set up for people to go and kind of chill a bit and take their masks off in these uh, designated areas, almost like smoking areas for taking off your mask. Um, by and large, you, you felt pretty comfortable walking around both Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure, correct? Yes, yes. Uh, if if given the opportunity, I would go back to Universal Studios tomorrow. I would I would gladly go back. Uh, compared to Busch Gardens and SeaWorld, I feel very comfortable returning to Universal Studios. I mean, yeah, I did have some some issues with with guests, and you know, Universal is doing a lot more to try and take care of their guests compared to SeaWorld. Is it perfect? No, absolutely not. There are some issues that still need to be worked out. And there are still some things that Universal Studios needs to address but overall much more comfortable at universal studios and islands of adventure than the other parks that's good to hear um and, and i'd imagine like uh people's willingness to wear the masks at universal <laughs> will probably go up even more if they start uh, uh, putting out um designs on their masks based on the uh, the 30th anniversary merch that they've started putting out because that stuff looks really awesome uh, mm-hmm. I, I could definitely go for like an et mask or a back to the future mask much more interesting than those kind of bland blue ones that they've got uh, <laughs> at the moment um have you bought a, a souvenir mask yet or have you have you just kept to the standard ones that they give you for free so far no, we have. Um, my girlfriend and I, we have made our own masks so far for going out into the theme parks. But when we went to Universal Studios, we did decide to uh, purchase some souvenir masks, one with uh, the Universal Annual Passholder logo, one with a black and white mask with the Universal Studios logo. And uh, there's also a rainbow one that says Love is Universal that I think we purchased. And then uh, <laughs> recently, because we haven't been in the parks, uh, they did come out with a 30th anniversary Universal Studios logo mask as well, which we do intend on buying whenever we get back. Nice. Um, I guess because, uh, you know, face masks have always have been, you know, more sort of culturally prevalent in 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 asian countries for a long time you know i think partly because they've been in the you know closer proximity to potential pandemics in the past you know like sars and things like that but also i think it's just kind of considered polite out there if you've even got like a mild sniffle to wear a mask if you're going outside just to protect your fellow citizen and i you know i hope some of the you know western countries maybe learn a thing or two from that but uh, i think for that reason <laughs> uh universal japan and also the tokyo disney parks have already got a pretty good selection of masks so it, it, on paper it might be quite easy for them to adapt some of uh, those designs and bring them over to the uh to the u.s parks which would be which would be cool but um I mean, based on the pictures I saw of Universal and Islands of Adventure, uh, because of the limited capacity, they seemed quite eerily quiet. And I think Universal, especially because, you know, the, the walkways are generally quite wide in that park other than Diagon Alley. Did, did, you, did it ever feel crowded to you or uh, were there still some areas, 
you know, I'm thinking like Jurassic Park where all the scaffoldings up and, you know, the locker area in Hogsmeade are kind of notoriously busy a lot of the time. Were those areas still very crowded or did the whole park feel pretty sparse when you were there? Uh, it depends on whether or not you're talking about the annual pass holder preview or when we went back about a week later. Um, the annual pass holder preview, the entire park felt genuinely very crowded. It actually felt like almost a normal summer day during the annual pass holder preview uh, at both parks. But when we went back a week later, the crowd levels definitely died down. And uh, yeah, you did have your problem spots in Jurassic Park and at uh, and in Hogsmeade, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. But over at Universal Studios Park, it, it felt pretty empty. It felt pretty empty. There was a lot of room to space out, a lot of room for activities at both parks, minus those two little problem areas. Great. And and they've been, in your experience again, and we'll get on to how things might have changed since, but uh, the way they were managing the, the rides and queuing for rides seemed pretty sensible. They'd obviously... Uh, increase the number of rides that had the virtual line system but they're also making sure people were very spaced out in the queues so at no point did you feel particularly unsafe at all when queuing for rides or getting on rides um no there there were times where i did feel unsafe i mean universal did the best that they could with putting out the social distancing markers in their queues and trying to let people know hey this is where you need to stand but once you let the general public inside you know i guess guest stupidity takes over and people just choose to willingly ignore some of the social distancing markers and once they get inside they decide to take off their masks because they're in ac and I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, there were a couple times where I did feel uncomfortable. We were waiting in line in the in this, um, Spider-Man attraction, and there were people there who were not following the social distancing markers. They were standing wherever they wanted to stand. And then there were people who were not wearing masks at all in front of us, and so we kind of stepped, kept our distance away from them. And then in the Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure queue, there's a particular room with several switchbacks, and guests were getting pretty, pretty close to each other. And again, there were social distancing markers in that queue, but once you get larger groups of people in there, larger parties, it kind of, you, you can't all stand on that one little marker. You kind of have to space yourselves out around that general area. And they try to stagger the, the, the markers between switchbacks so that you're not supposed to be standing directly next to someone. But at some point in that, in that particular room, it was kind of unavoidable. And we did kind of feel a little unsafe. That, that room actually gave me the most anxiety out of my entire visit. Right. Oh, fair enough. I mean, yeah, like you say, it's, there is a degree of sympathy you can have for the staff and the, the you know the operations guys at these parks because as you say you are uh, you know you are relying on the public to a great degree to stick to the rules and be conscious of their fellow guests and and some people simply aren't going to do that unfortunately um but i guess the, the you know the, the as you say, generally speaking, you, you felt fairly comfortable. You, you know, you said you'd go back if you, if you weren't in uh, in self quarantine at the moment. But there have been, you know, some whispers trickling out. I've seen a few posts on Twitter specifically, uh, people reporting maybe a slight change in how staff are uh, instructing guests, certainly in in queues for rides. Um, 
maybe moving back a little bit more to standard operation in terms of having people fill up more space in the queues and things like that. Have you heard similar reports from people you know that have still been going? And uh, and if so, what would you have to say about that? I have heard similar reports and I have seen um, other videos and photos of people going out and things are getting a little bit more lax. Um, I It's it's uh, circulated around a little bit, the video from inside the queue of Hagrid's uh, Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure attraction where in the final room right before you load the vehicle, there's a bunch of switchbacks and there is a video out there of the social distancing markers being removed and a team member saying, please fill in all the available space. And that really bothers me. It, you know, I... I, I don't like to see that. I don't want to see that happen. I really hope that it caught Universal's attention and I hope that they fixed it. I haven't seen anything else since with that. And I've also seen a couple pictures of the self-service Coca-Cola freestyle machines. Normally, when the park first reopens, they had uh, an attendant there to sanitize the machine after every other after every person uses it. And I've seen pictures and video of that attendant being gone at several other locations. So it's kind of scary. It's kind of scary. I mean, the parks have only been open for what, almost two weeks now, not even. And they're already kind of going back to, to quote unquote normal. It's, it's kind of scary. Yeah, it's, it's not a particularly good look. And obviously, the thing, you know, with social media is they can't, you know, they can't make a change like that quietly, people are going to notice and make other people aware of it. So it'll be interesting as to whether or not they start moving back to a slightly more conservative arrangement if if they know that they're being, you know, filmed and 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 people's perception of it isn't isn't great. Uh, but I guess another possible sign that they are very keen to get things back to normal as quickly as possible is that they have now soft opened the uh the Jason Bourne stunt show which has been you know well it was long rumored and i think everyone knew exactly what it was as usual it took universal a while to officially sort of announce confirm and then open it um mm-hmm. have you heard anything about how that's been going have people been filling that that auditorium out pretty pretty easily um, I I know for sure it's been getting a lot of attention. There have been a lot of people who are congregating outside the theater because it is in technical rehearsals. So I don't believe they have official show times just yet. They've just been kind of testing the show intermittently throughout the day. And that's leading people to kind of congregate outside the theater. Once they do know when a show is going to be very soon, they do start lining people up and trying to social distance people outside of the building kind of start queuing them up but um once you're inside the theater i've heard reports of every other row being filled and spacing out between parties so i haven't heard too many too many complaints from that but on the on the uh official not really official but on the opening day when they the first day that they started doing technical previews i saw some videos from that and people were not really social distancing at all outside the theater and kind of happy that I wasn't there for that and also kind of upset and like for for something like that for a theme park channel like myself you know you you obviously want to be there to film it and document it and put it out there but at the same time though seeing all those people kind of congregating and everyone else there with the with the camera it just kind of turned me off from that so whenever I do go back to Universal Studios we'll we'll kind of wait it out and see if not wait for the official opening day 
Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, you know, part of the appeal may be for them being very keen to get Bourne open specifically is that obviously, you know, shows and, and theatre attractions are very good for drawing large crowds and getting, you know, large portions of uh, the people in the park effectively out of the park and away from other attractions for a, a reasonable period of time. And I guess so long as there are social distancing rules in place, there are going to be a few shows that draw, you know, pretty decent crowds that aren't going to be able to uh, be performed. I'm thinking like Fear Factor and maybe even the uh, the horror makeup show. You know, both of those shows obviously rely on audience interaction, which they wouldn't be able to do in a uh, social distancing world. Um, I mean, <laughs> there's no audience interaction on Bourne, I, I assume. It would maybe be a bit much to ask uh, the average person to to get up and do some uh, some flips, kicks, and, uh, and engage mm -hmm. in some fisticuffs. So uh, they don't have to worry about that on that one. But yeah, um, as I say, shows generally a good way of drawing large crowds out of the rest of the park. So that I guess that might be part of the reason why they are keen to get it open. Um, because I guess generally when it comes to new rides, part of the appeal of marketing a new ride and opening it in time for summer is that it's, you know, it's tourist season and they want people to, to visit from you know, other states or abroad. But right now, uh, you know, no one, I, I can say for sure, for example, in the UK, I think a survey came out uh, last week. So, you know, the vast, vast majority of people have no plans at all to do any traveling outside the UK for the rest of this year. So when you consider that, it seems maybe a little counterintuitive to be so desperate to get new attractions open when there isn't really going to be a tourism season this year you're you're only really going to be relying on on locals is that is that the sense you get from from the orlando parks you think it's going to primarily be locals that they're relying on for the rest of this year oh yeah absolutely absolutely there's there's no doubt in my mind that universal and all the other theme parks around here are going to be relying heavily on locals and annual pass holders for, as their primary source of revenue for the rest of the year because I don't see the parks getting back to any kind of normal capacity anytime soon. And if if they are going to be having those capacity restrictions, then I feel like a lot of out-of-town uh, folk are going to be real turned off from the theme parks for right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one thing being a local and, you know, someone like you, for example, with, with the annual pass and everything, if you have a an experience there where you you feel unsafe and you think, OK, I'm not going to go for a little while, then, you know, it's, that's one thing. But I suppose if you did travel uh, from elsewhere so, and came all the way in and went to the park and didn't feel safe and then decided, OK, I don't want to go back there and you, you've essentially wasted your entire trip. Uh, mm -hmm. that would be a real problem. So, yeah, if they're going to want to attract people from abroad or other parts of America, then, yeah, you're right. They're absolutely going to need to make sure they, they stay on top of the safety measures. Um, I, I guess then, I mean, given the response to Universal was initially fairly positive, now these you know concerns have started to emerge. I guess it will give Disney food for, for thought because they've given themselves a bit more breathing space. They're not opening any of the Walt Disney World parks until July. Um, what yep. do you think they will? their sort of key takeaways should be from what's happened at Universal, Busch Gardens and SeaWorld so far? If you were a, you know, one of the Disney park executives, what would it be that you would take away from from those reopenings for, you know, looking ahead to when Disney returns. 
social distancing and mask enforcement, I think, are the two biggest ones that Disney needs to pay attention to. It's it, you know, that's kind of the biggest thing right now with anywhere you go is how much can you social distance and is everyone wearing a mask out in public like you should? Um when when Disney reopens, all eyes are going to be on Disney. Disney World is going to be huge, and there are going to be a lot of people who are going to go and want to experience it reopening. And everyone's going to have phones. Everyone's going to have their cameras out. So Disney really needs to focus on how they're going to handle social distancing and how they are going to enforce guests wearing masks. If it comes out that a lot of guests are not a are, are ignoring the rules and not wearing their masks properly or at all, then it's going to be a real bad look for Disney. And with everything else going on, so many other people are having to cancel their vacations because a specific events are getting canceled for later on in the year. It, I don't think Disney can afford that kind of bad luck. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because obviously Disney, uh, sort of the first major theme park worldwide to reopen with Shanghai Disneyland. And it'll be interesting if they are as strict with the measures uh, in, in their US parks as they were in Shanghai. I mean, the Shanghai Park reopening, I think, has generally been considered to have gone very well. They've been quite conservative. It'll be interesting... Yeah, as I say, to know whether they feel like they can almost get away with easing the restrictions a bit more at the US parks because maybe they feel like the attitude to the virus uh, is is different in, in the West than it has been in in sort of China, Japan, other Asian countries where they've made, may, maybe taken it a little bit more seriously. Um, Hong Kong Disneyland has just reopened as well as of recording, so it'll be interesting to see what the response is to that. But... Um, the Disneyland California and obviously Disney World not until July and then there's still no date uh, for Disneyland Paris I think uh, I think that will clearly be the last one to reopen France was uh, one of the worst hit countries in in Europe so I think that and they've been quite strict over there in terms of getting things back up and running I don't think sport you know, football, for example, will be returning till September so I don't know if that will give some indication as to when Disneyland might get the go ahead but yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting for sure. They've also already opened Downtown Disney, haven't they? Have you or Disney Springs, uh, old habits? Uh, <laughs> have you been to Disney Springs and and how did you find that? Were you encouraged with how things were there? I personally did not go to Disney Springs, but my girlfriend did make a trip out to Disney Springs while she was doing some work over in Orlando. And from what she said, everything was very positive. A lot of the cast members were really making sure that guests were wearing masks. Anyone who was going inside a specific store, they were made sure that their masks were being worn properly. They had an attendant out front making sure that guests were wearing masks properly. Uh, Social distancing was being done really well. They have a lot of social distance markers out and about in front of the different stores and a lot of stores are even using a bit of a reservation system uh, like a almost like a return time you go and if the store is full you can get a return time and come back and you'll be able to walk right inside the store so from what i hear disney springs is doing things really well yeah that sounds good that sounds good i mean i assume as well um I think AMC have said, well, the, the AMC cinema there is obviously one of the major attractions at Disney Springs. And I know there's been a bit of back and forth in terms of AMC's reopening plans. I think they've, the latest I've seen is that they are now going to uh, make sure that uh, moviegoers do wear masks. I think there was yep. some confusion and debate around that. But if I'm 
I think I'm right in saying that the latest is that they will people will be required to wear masks at the cinema at AMC Cinema. So um, I assume that will be the case at the Disney Springs location as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, obviously you're in you're in quarantine at the moment. Uh, when Disney World reopens, do you think you'll be you'll be quick to go back? Are you are you looking forward to going back, or do you think you'll be a little bit trepidatious about it? Um, I'm a little bit of both. You know, I am very excited to go back, and I I was just saying earlier that I look forward to the day where I can walk down Main Street USA again. You know, I think I think everyone is in that same boat. Everyone wants to want, wants to walk down Main Street USA again and see the castle. But um, when the parks reopen, I have a feeling that what the plan is is when when they when they first open on I think the eleventh. I could be wrong with that date, but I know that when they first reopen, it's going to be Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom that are going to be open first. We know that everybody and their grandmothers is going to try and get a reservation for Magic Kingdom for that opening day. So our thought process is to just go ahead, forget Magic Kingdom, and try and get a reservation for Animal Kingdom. Because in our eyes, in our opinion, we think that it is one of the safer parks to be in because it is the most outdoorsy park. There's not a lot of attractions that are indoors. So we think that we would make the most of our day by going to Animal Kingdom. And we think that we would be safer at Animal Kingdom and have an overall easier time. We think that the crowd levels are going to be a lot lower. As much as I'd like to go to Magic Kingdom on the opening day and to see all the crowds of people, I think that that's also the biggest turnoff for me is that we know that everyone is going to try for Magic Kingdom. So we think that we're going to hold off on Magic Kingdom for a little bit. But um, whenever Epcot reopens, we definitely think that we're going to hit Epcot first rather than Hollywood Studios because the big draw to Hollywood Studios is the new Star Wars attraction, Rise of the Resistance. So we feel like a lot of guests are going to try and claim for Hollywood Studios. So in turn, we are going to go for the least desirable park at the moment, which is currently the construction zone that is Epcot, and try and hit that up. No, yeah, that sounds sensible to me. Uh, I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right that it's Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom on the 11th and then Hollywood Studios and Epcot four days later. Uh, yeah, I, I was sort of partly surprised that Epcot was um, given a reopening date. I, I did wonder if they might take the opportunity to keep that park closed a little longer to move some of that construction along because, as you say, it's a, a bit of a dig site at the moment. But, uh, you know, they're going to reopen that um, relatively relatively early all things considered i mean one thing they have said is that the uh not so scary halloween party will not be going ahead this year uh universal have not said such a thing yet about halloween horror nights uh, it seems inconceivable to me that they could really operate i mean they are built on the idea of people you know bunched up close to one another uh cowering in fear from you know live actors a lot of the time uh it, it seems like it wouldn't be particularly safe i understand that it's still a few months away so they want to leave it to the last possible minute before they make a firm decision but it it, it will be interesting to see which way they they go on that um yeah i i mean i don't have any more questions personally we we did get one in uh on twitter which um, was uh, this was from John, who, who basically asked. Uh, it seems like his wife is keen to get back to the parks, uh, and was asking how how insane you reckon she is for doing that. She was talking specifically about Universal. Um, I mean, based on what you've said, you, you 
you would you you'd give Universal the benefit of the doubt for now? I mean, jo John is talking about going in July, so there's still a couple of weeks to maybe get a firmer sense of whether those sort of uh, that relaxation of the rules that we were talking about whether that is a permanent thing and is still something to worry about by then or whether maybe that was just a a bad day at the office and and things are maybe uh, you know a little more safer and a little more cautious um moving forward uh, it, if i put you on the spot right now would you would you say people should generally feel confident about going to universal Oh yeah, absolutely. I would I would recommend that if anyone's looking to go out to a theme park, then Universal is definitely the one to go to. In in my experience, definitely try and stay away from Busch Gardens and and, and SeaWorld. Definitely head out to to Universal Studios again. I would go back tomorrow if I could. So I don't have I don't have any concern for him, just as long as he follows the rules and wears his face mask. And I even recommend bringing your own hand sanitizer. You know, when in doubt, just whip it out and sanitize your hands. No, definitely. That that's uh, that's a sensible suggestion. Um, you've obviously been uh, uh, you you've logged your return visits to the parks, um, and and we'll be doing so. I'm sure again when you're next when you're next there, and when you go back to Disney World next month. Um, for people that might not know, um, what is it you do, and uh, and where can people find all your all your stuff on the uh, on the interwebs? Um, we are live at youtube.com slash theme park express we do videos vlogs uh tips and tricks pretty much anything theme park related uh we we go out and we experience the orlando theme parks and we try to keep it real with people and we share our honest opinions there's no there's no um, bot opinions over here. There are other influencers out there who are kind of in the pocket of some of these theme parks and they don't really share the their own honest opinion and they don't show the reality of the theme parks. That's what we strive to do. We strive to go out and we try to show you the reality of theme parks and what you guys can honestly expect at the theme parks. So you can find us at youtube.com slash theme park express. You can also give us a follow on Twitter at theme park express with only one S and you can follow us at Instagram on at theme park express. Excellent. Um, just from my point of view, I think, yeah, uh, what you say about sort of, uh, you know, a warts and all look at the theme parks, I think, has never been more important or appreciated uh, as it is right now. You know, um, as we were talking about, without people filming and, and being open about what's happening at the parks, people wouldn't necessarily have known about uh, the apparent relaxation of the of some of the rules at Universal, for example. So, yeah, I think uh, a no holds barred assessment of of what the parks are up to right now is is very important and very valuable for people um, who are, who are wondering whether or not they should they should be heading back. So that sounds great. Um, thanks very much for your time for the the second time in seven days uh, i'm pretty sure this recording has gone off without a hitch so uh, we shouldn't have to do this for a third time um we're going to leave it there uh if you want to follow the park rush podcast and you're not already we are also on twitter at park rush podcast and the instagram is the same um you can email us as john did it's podcast at parkrush.com and we're on all the uh, usual podcasting apps we're on a new uh, hosting platform as we explained last week we've moved from soundcloud to anchor so if you normally listen to us via soundcloud uh, you'll have to switch over i'm afraid but uh it seems pretty cool where we are right now um 
that's everything. All that's left to say, of course, is uh, stay safe out there, everybody. Uh, there is still a virus about, so uh, take it easy if you are going outdoors. Um, and we'll see you again next time. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Thank you.